Good morning, Bethel. Like Chris said, this morning we are continuing together in our study on the book of Proverbs. So if you have a Bible, please turn to Proverbs 8. If you're using the Bibles underneath the pews in front of you, please follow along on page 532. I want to title this sermon this morning, The Importance of Getting Wisdom. The Importance of Getting Wisdom. Let us go to the Lord again in prayer. Heavenly Father, whom we know as Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you would open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. Lord, only you can open our eyes to behold you and experience you afresh this morning. So as we gaze upon your word now in Proverbs 8, help us to pay much closer attention to it and to receive it as such. Lord, as I attempt to serve your very own people today, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, speak, O Lord, for your very own servant hears. I pray all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty friend of sinners. Amen. By a show of hands, how many of you have ever lost something precious that belongs to you? I'm guilty. I'm guilty of charge as well. We all, in some cases, tend to always lose something. Maybe it's your keys or your phone or your wallet. Speaking of wallet, I have lost my wallet at least six times in the period of my lifetime. Yeah, I got to do better, guys. I got to do better. The last time, as I remember, the last time I lost my wallet, I received a gift of that one of those tile things. Those tile things are made to help you locate what you've lost in a very faster pace. But in any case, when you lose something, you will try your hardest to find that thing, right? You will try your hardest to reclaim or retrieve that thing that you have lost. You will ask people if they have seen it because that thing is so precious to you to the point where you can't go anywhere. You can't properly function without it. Friends, as we gaze upon Proverbs 8 this morning, it reveals wisdom as the most precious thing to us. And we need to go after it like it belongs to us. 
So as we look upon Proverbs 8 together this morning, let me remind you to get wisdom because it is more valuable than anything else. Get wisdom because it is more valuable than anything else. I have four points to help us consider the importance of getting wisdom. Point number one, wisdom calls all peoples. That's verses one through 11. Point number two, wisdom guides all things, verses 12 through 21. Point number three, wisdom coexisted with God in creation. That's verses 22 through 31. And lastly, point number four, wisdom promises blessings of life. That's the last stanza right there in verses 32 through 36. But notice first, wisdom calls all people. Look at verse 1. It says, does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way? At the crossroads, she takes her stand. Solomon in this passage was instructing his son about the importance of getting wisdom. He was instructing them by letting them, by telling them whom they need to listen to regarding the way of life. And he was warning them about whom they needed to neglect regarding the way of death. And so Solomon captured wisdom in this text as a her, a woman. This woman is identified as a personification type of figure. She is revealed as the lady wisdom, the wisdom who is wise, the wisdom who is loving and most dignified. Her ways only lead to the ways of life. So as we begin to see here, wisdom utters her voice to speak. And when she speaks, she calls. This wisdom calls all kinds of people with a loud voice of absolute urgency. But notice that this wisdom is the one going out. She's the one going out to the public places. She's the one going out where people normally gather, where people would normally walk, whether it was from the heights where she can glance at everyone or whether it was from the crossroads where people would pass by, she goes out. She's at the entrance of the gate where people would come in and out of the city or where people would usually gather to, all, to make all kinds of important decisions. Listen, when wisdom calls, she's out pursuing people. She's the one who goes out. She's the one who calls out to all diverse kinds of people. She's reaching out to all people, everywhere. Friends, wisdom is easily accessible. 
Wisdom is not isolated. Wisdom is not just for philosophers or the academics, but she's, she's the one who calls out by offering herself to all kinds of people everywhere. Look at verse 4 and 5. It says, To you, all men, I call, and my cry is to the children of men. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Wisdom calls out not just to the teachers or professors, not just to the so-called smart people, not just to the parents, not just to the counselors, but rather she utters her voice to reach out to all kinds of people. Wisdom calls out to the poor, to the rich, to the vulnerable, to the weak, to the strong, to those who have their life together, to those who don't have their life together. She's the one who pursues. She calls out. She calls out to the poor, to the rich, to the suffering, to the hurting, to the sick, and especially she goes out to those who are ignorant and need to learn some sense. The good news is that wisdom is easily accessible. And she calls out to everyone who would desire to listen and take into consideration what she has to say. She calls out to convince every single person to consider her ways as the way of life. But the wisdom is there for you. And it is there for me. We can mutually be encouraged by this. Because it is offered to us by God, the Almighty himself. It is offered to those who would delight in it. And it is offered to those who would cherish it. Wisdom is accessible to those who would seek and go after it. I know you might be asking, so I do, I get this Proverbs 8 type of wisdom. Great question. Couldn't be more delighted to tell you. In the New Testament scripture, Specifically in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, the one that Chris read for us, James wrote and he said, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Friends, God delights to give you his wisdom if you ask him by faith. God is not, God is not going to say, go away and come back another day. God is not going to push you away. He delights 
to give you wisdom. He delights to give wisdom to those who sincerely ask him. Church, wisdom is here. Wisdom is here, and she calls out, offering herself to help you walk by faith in the newness of life. But the question is, if wisdom calls and she reaches out, how can we trust wisdom? Well, look at verses 6 through 9. She said, Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right, and from my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. How can we trust wisdom? We can trust wisdom because wisdom does not lie. Wisdom cannot deceive you. She only utters what is true. She only speaks what is right. When she calls, she declares noble things. And she declares sweet and royal things. Wisdom only directs those who listen to her. Listen, the path of wisdom is only a straight path. Listen, this wisdom lady won't mislead you in perverted ways like the one we saw in Proverbs chapter 7, which we heard last week from Pastor Chris. That Proverbs 7 wisdom has only seductive speech, and she compels people with her smooth talk. But this wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8 has only gracious speech. Her ways are the right ways. So, Bethel, let me ask you, do you want to flee from evil and wickedness? Do you want to flee from twisted and crooked things? Or do you want your life to reflect the character of God? Hear and listen to this wisdom. Because this wisdom will lead you to what is true. Wisdom will lead you to the right direction that is pleasing to God. Nowadays, we have so many voices, don't we? We have so many voices all around, everywhere, all over the place. Whether it's in the media, whether it is in movies, whether it is in the music, whether it is at your workplace or even at home where you live. Voices are everywhere. And so we must discern and examine the source of whom we pay attention to. The, voice, the voices of truth 
that are driven by God and his word are what matters the most. It matters because anything that is not driven by God and his word usually tends to deceive and lead people to wander off from the faith. That's why we as Christians always need to engage our hearts with biblical and godly resources that are centered on what is right, that are centered on what is true. We also need each other in mutual fellowship. Oh, brother, I am going through something in life right now. Do you mind helping me out? A true brother in Christ will pick up another true brother and say, let's talk it out. Oh, sister, I just feel overwhelmed right now. I feel so stressed out by life at times. Do you mind if I talk things out with you? A true sister in Christ will pick another sister in Christ and say, let's talk it out. We need to embrace one another in exaltation as we saturate ourselves with all the necessary wisdom from God. Voices centered on truth are most relevant. One Sanchez, one Sanchez said it like this, we need to evaluate the voices that we are listening to. Friends, if wisdom calls, your present life will display if you are listening to the right kind of wisdom or not. Wisdom calls out with a purpose for everyone to take her wise instructions. Look at what verse 10 says. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels. Oh, did I miss something? No, I didn't. Verse 11, all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Wisdom is available, is available to all people. You don't have to have a master's degree or PhD to get wisdom. You don't, have to, you don't need to go on a treasure hunt to find this. Wisdom is here. It's accessible, and it is better than anything valuable. All you must do is take it. Take it. Wisdom is more valuable than all your material possessions, more valuable than anything else you may desire in this life. And the importance of getting wisdom is so rich because nothing else will ever accumulate true satisfaction for you. If you put your hope in your riches, your wealth, your relationships, if you put your hope in your jobs, in sports, or anything else, it will disappoint you. Gifts from God are not God. 
If you want to flourish in the faith, listen to wisdom when she calls. Wisdom calls all peoples. Notice second, wisdom guide all things. Wisdom is more valuable than all the riches of this world. Wisdom is powerful, and she guides all things. And so as we look at verses 12 through 21, first we see that wisdom dwells with prudence. That means wisdom leads us to a much ideal character. It leads us to a character of a God-glorifying life. We also see that wisdom finds knowledge and discretion. It leads us to actions that are based on clear thinking. Look at verses 12. It says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. Church, wisdom is something that guides all things. It offers you a way to look at life based on God's will. It helps you live your life with a godly common sense. Wisdom is here to help you have discretion and discerning between what is right and what is wrong. It is here to help you have a clear conscience of discerning biblically what is good and what is bad. Wisdom gives us the ability and the understanding to live life the way God intends us to live. Wisdom helps us to have a clear thinking about what God has said in his word. And it is here to give us understanding to examine what is evil because God hates what is evil. Look at verse 13. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech, I hate. Friends, the fear of the Lord directs us to God's loving kindness. It directs us to his goodness. Fearing him increases our joy in him because of what he has done and continues to do for sinners like you and me. A brother encouraged me this week over a text message, and he told me that when we fear God, it reminds us our chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That's a great reminder straight out of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. The fear of God reminds us who we are and who God is. So when we live in this life, we should aim to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord intently and deeply in your hearts. Church, strive to fear the Lord. Uh, fear him in your soul. Fear him because he has promised everlasting life for you. Proverbs 15, verse 16 says, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. 
Again, in Proverbs 19, verse 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. See, the fear of the Lord is something that helps us hate evil. The more we fear the Lord and deeply dedicate our lives knowing its attributes, the more we hate evil deeds that God hates. Wisdom shows us that when we fear God, we can run away from foolishness faster than anything else. When we orchestrate our lives, we can trust that wisdom from above is ever-present for us because it guides all things. We also see here that wisdom gives good counsel. It gives sound wisdom. It gives insight and strength. Verse 14, I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. This means that wisdom doesn't just provide knowledge. It doesn't just provide prudence. Prudence can translate to mean caution. It doesn't just provide prudence. It doesn't just provide discretion. But instead, it is here to provide strength in areas where we might feel weak. It is here to both direct and strengthen us to live our lives in a manner worthy of pleasing God. And as we continue to see wisdom, is how leaders happen to decree and govern what is just. Look at verse 15 and 16. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, prince, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. To quote one Sanchez again regarding this, he said, clearly not all leaders, not all rulers are good or just. But those who are good and just are so because of wisdom. Folks, ponder this with me for a second. Reflect with me by looking at your life. Picture it. And ask yourself, do I value wisdom more than anything this world has to offer? Do I deeply and deep down enjoy it? Do I deeply want to pursue it? If wisdom guides all things, do I really love it? What is it that is hindering and slowing you down in life? What is it that is letting you down as you walk in the faith? Let us listen to wisdom. If we, don't, if we listen to the wrong voices, when you listen to the wrong voices, those voices will deceive and lie to you. Those voices will tell you that you are in charge. Those voices will lie to you, telling you that you are in control. Those voices will tell you that when you become rich, then you will be happy. 
They will tell you, if you have a fancy lifestyle, then you will be content. But this Proverbs, Proverbs 8 wisdom comes to us and say, no, no. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Wisdom is not hiding. Wisdom is here, ever-present. She's always available and always there. Wisdom is offering herself to you with only wise counsel, wise, divine counsel. And if you want to find this wisdom, please know that wisdom is not out of reach. Wisdom is there for the taking and certainly eager to embrace those who diligently seek after her. Wisdom has the riches. She has the honor. She has enduring wealth. And her ways leads to righteousness. Look at verse 18. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring wealth and righteousness. This is where we need to slow down and take extra biblical clarity and be extra careful. Because we don't preach the, go- the prosperity gospel here. Prosperity gospel only promises great life for today. And that's a serious heresy that we don't believe. And so this is where we need to learn how to read our Bibles better, and especially we need to learn how to read the wisdom literature very slowly. So let me ask you, what is the key word in verse 18? Enduring. Enduring is the key word in verse 18. Enduring in some other Bible translations means means lasting or long-lasting. So when verse 18 articulates that wisdom has riches, honor, enduring wealth, and righteousness, it means that wisdom has a prosperity that points us forward. It has, it points us to an enduring wealth, an enduring inheritance that is promised to us by God. Wisdom points us to a place that is real, a place that has a literal and physical inheritance. Wisdom is meant to point us to the eternal heavens, the new heavens and the new earth, where the prosperity is so great that the streets are paved with gold. The prosperity is so great that the gates are made with pearls. The prosperity is so incredibly glorious that the temple of heaven is God himself. Friends, there is a prosperity for you. There is a prosperity that awaits us, but it ain't going to be in this world. This world cannot offer you any true satisfaction. But wisdom promises enduring inheritance 
for you and for me, and that inheritance is not for right now. We live in a world of a ready but not yet. So if you are a Christian, be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged because you already have a glorious promise, even though it's not here yet. Wisdom lavishes great prosperity to those who love her. We can rest on that truth today, knowing that wisdom bestows upon us great riches, great enduring wealth, great honor and righteousness. And so we should walk confidently as we persevere in the faith, knowing that our future is fixed and our inheritance is incredibly great. It is worth the wait. If you are in Christ and you believe in him and his glorious gospel, you are much more richer than you know. You are richer than Elon Musk. You are richer because of what Christ has is for you. We are co-heirs with Christ. Apostle Paul says it like this in Romans 8, verses 16 and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. Listen. If you are here today and you are not a Christian, I invite you to come to Christ. Come to him by calling upon his name. Turn away from wickedness and humbly invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. Love him. Cherish him. Know him, follow him, and him alone. Wisdom guides all things. And the importance of getting wisdom is for you to deeply love wisdom and diligently seek after it. Those who love wisdom will walk in the ways of righteousness. And so as you live your life, Let me encourage you to remember to invest your life for the heavenly treasures. Wisdom guides all things. Notice third, wisdom coexisted with God in creation. Look at verse 22. It says, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. Wisdom belongs to the Lord. He possessed it. And this wisdom is way older than any of us in this room. 
before the creation of this world, wisdom coexisted with God. And so what we see in this section, Solomon was arguing and telling his sons what they needed to latch on. This informs us that if we, we want to latch on to something, latch on to something that has been here for a long time. Latch on to something that has been around since the beginning of the world. And that's wisdom itself. Wisdom has been here ever since. Verse 22, at the beginning of God's work. By wisdom, God created everything. Verse 23, ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. In other words, this highlights and speaks of the age of wisdom. When there, when there were no depths, when there were no springs abounding with water, wisdom was brought forth. This is clearly alluding to the creation verses of their first chapter in the book of Genesis. Before God became, began to speak creation into existence, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, wisdom was brought forth. Before God had made the earth and with its fields, before the first human was knitted from the dust of the world, before the heavens was established, wisdom was here. Friends, wisdom is saying, look, I have been around for a very long time. I've been around before time. I've been around before God, I've been around before God shaped you out of the depths of the earth. I've been around. I've been there. And I'm certainly here and now. And so this, this is why when I call you, when I speak to you, when I instruct you and guide you, you should listen to me. Wisdom is saying, because I have coexisted with God in creation, this is why you should embrace me. And, I am and what I am telling you, consider that as the wise way. When we ponder together the importance of getting wisdom, it is quite fascinating and it is quite interesting and sobering to think of the depth of wisdom. It's great. Because not only, that, not only wisdom coexisted with God before the world was created, wisdom was used by God to create everything. Look at verse 27. It says, when he established the heavens, when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the seeds its limits so that the waters might not transgress its command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, I was beside him like a masterwork man. Church, this, 
This personification of wisdom, which coexisted with God in creation, coexisted with God to design everyone and everything in the entire universe. So when we gaze upon the creation of the, of the earth, it should remind us that wisdom is worth getting. Because it is the delightful design of the majestic creator. Wisdom was there in the beginning, leading the process of creation order. And this same wisdom guides, leads, and sustains God's creation order. And so as we dedicate our lives, as we dedicate to love this wisdom, wisdom will for sure embrace you with overwhelming love. If you dedicate your life seeking this wisdom, wisdom will direct you to a path of righteousness. Wisdom will help you live a life pleasing to God. Is wisdom worth pursuing? Do you think it will help you live according to the original design of the creation order? Yes. Yes. Because wisdom is better than anything else. As we continue to see, think about, I don't know about you, but have you ever been so excited watching someone work working so hard in creating something? Teachers, when you, when you watch your students working so hard at something, something, you cheer them up, right? Parents, when you watch your children work to achieve something, you burst forth in gladness, right? Well, that's the same kind of idea on what we see here in verses 30 and 31. When God was creating the world, when he powerfully spoke creation into existence, when he knitted together man and woman, wisdom was delighting in God, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, delighting in the children of man. Wisdom rejoices and delights in God's handiwork. Listen, church, if God created the earth through wisdom, then we need wisdom to guide us in everything that we do in life. If God created fish for water, fish will need wisdom to stay in the water. If God created us for himself, we need wisdom to live for God. We need wisdom to really know him. We need wisdom to rightly understand how God is truly ordered. Wisdom coexisted with God in creation. Notice number four. 
wisdom, promises, life, blessings of life. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. Blessings of life come to those who listen and keep the ways of wisdom. If we ignore God's wisdom, we are hurting and destroying our own soul. In verses 32 through 36, Solomon made a direct charge to his sons to listen. Look at verse 32. And now, O sons, listen to me. Notice the parallel of how wisdom went from saying in verse 4, to you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of men, to verse 32. Now, and now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways, hear my instruction, and be wise, and do not neglect it. Solomon gave his sons an exhortation and a warning here. And so Bethel, wisdom has made her, wisdom has made her case. She has made her case clear. And she's saying, this is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to know so that you can live on this earth in a manner of righteousness. This is what I want you to know. You can live on this earth in a manner of justice and peace and in a manner, of wor- manner worthy of pleasing God. And so listen. Listen to wisdom. Listen to me. Blessed are the one who finds wisdom. For whoever finds wisdom finds life. Verses 34 and 35, blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gaze, waiting beside my doors. This exhortation has an urgency. There's a long embracing wisdom. And if you desire to find wisdom, please know with confidence that you will find God's wisdom. Because in verse 35, it says, whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. That's good news. Whoever finds wisdom finds life. The whole chapter has been about finding life. Friends, the only, there's only two paths. There's a path of folly which leads to death, like we've encountered thus far in our book of Proverbs. And there's a path of wisdom that leads to life. And wisdom has been speaking loudly from the heights. She has been crying out to you, oh, sons, oh, beloved daughters, I'm available. I'm not isolating myself from you. I'm not hiding away from you either. 
I'm right here in the open. I've pursued you by coming to you in the public places. I've come where you've gathered. I'm calling every single one of you, whether from the young age to the old age, Wisdom is calling you despite your background. Wisdom promises blessings of life also to those who have had their life full of shame. Wisdom promises blessings of life. She's calling out to you and saying, I'm here. I'm offering myself. You need me. I'm accessible. And so you will find me. If you find me, you would, li- you would live. That's the promise. If you find me, you would live to be the wealthiest person in the coming future because of Jesus Christ. Wisdom is saying, if you have me, you will have great eternal blessings. If you have me, you will have the assuring promise of living forever with the God who created all things. If you have me, you have the assuring promise of living with God forever. Church, listen to wisdom. Her ways lead to glorious life with God for all eternity. Pursue wisdom as if you've lost something very precious that belongs to you. Because the Bible says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That treasure is Jesus Christ, who is more valuable than anything else. More valuable than any treasure or possession of this world. He is the one who pursued you. He is the one who called you from darkness into light. He is the power and the wisdom of God. And he has promised blessings of life, the glorious internal inheritance. Listen to him. Love him. Diligently seek after him. Follow him. He is the importance of getting wisdom. So always, Bethel, get wisdom because it is more valuable than anything else. Let us pray.